Coming up this week, dates are announced for the California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. Southern California residents get a new ticket discount, and George Lucas finally selects a location for his museum. Plus later, we'll share our thoughts and yours about Disney Max Pass. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Disney Park Disneyland Edition, episode 641, for the week of January 15th, 2017. Oh my god, this is going to be a long show. The Disney Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Mary Jo Willie. Hello. Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. And Tony Spatel. Hello. And Nancy Johnson got lost on the Lazy River at the Great Wolf Lodge. So she, I don't know, she may pop in later or for the next segment or we'll catch her next week. All right. So it's an exciting week because the Main Street Electrical Brand is back. Yay. So happy. <clears throat> I will be there Thursday night. Mary Jo will be there Thursday night. Yep. Um, it's rain gonna or be, shine. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it, rain or shine. Yeah. So if you're there for the for the premiere event Thursday night, find us, please. I hope so. Say hello. And some exciting news came out this week about it, right, Mary Jo? Yes. Some very good news came out. Um, they're bringing back the Casey Jr. Circus train with the original drum that says Main Street Electrical Parade. We haven't seen that here for ages. I want them to bring back the big blue fairy. <laughs> it used well, to lead the parade. Remember yeah. her? Yep. She's, oh, the big blue fairy. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah the so big I blue fairy. I was talking would... about Tony and his, um, <laughs> his, his outfit. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> and it was, I don't think it was blue, it was green. But, it was green, okay. yes. I was talking about your Chargers uniform. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, ouch. Ouch. <laughs> too soon, too soon. Oh, yeah, my it is. I'm kind of bitter. I'm going to hang up now. <laughs> Click. <laughs> um, also this week, on Friday, the Lunar New Year stuff starts, so that's kind of cool. Um, what is it, 17 days this year? Of entertainment and food and... They've expanded uh, it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. I thought it was really good last year. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. They have this, um, the dance with the, for the, with the dragon. Mm-hmm. The, the, da- the, and the dancers and the drums. And right. so just as we enjoy the Viva Navidad during the Christmas season, for the Lunar New Year, make sure you get an, Pick a spot for that particular um, celebration. It's really, really well done. Plus, they're gonna, also going to keep a few of the um, food booths around and mm-hmm. switch them over to different Asian Asian foods. So, you know, definitely going to go try those out. Yeah, I heard they're going to have some new ones this year, right? Um, well, yeah, they could because they haven't had booths before. They've, I think, before they've just had like outdoor vending carts and Paradise oh, at the Park entrance. Grill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So can they just make these booths permanent and just? <laughs> I mean, but then it wouldn't be special. Kind of like, like Epcot has to have like a week and a half sometime during yeah. the year when they don't have the booths. Otherwise, it's yeah. not special. Next, they're uh, gonna have the pre-food and wine festival. Right. Yes. You know, ceremonies for, and then all different food then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. If you want to listen and chat live, head over to Mixler.com every week and Sunday at 7 p.m. Uh, it's M-I-X-L-R.com. And, of course, we have links in our show notes page or all over Facebook every single week. Uh, also, don't forget the rest of the Dis Unplugged Family podcast, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show every Monday. The Orlando Edition every Tuesday live at 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Universal Edition on Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. And Diz Pop on Fridays. Uh, Daily Fix, of course, is every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific. And it's still January. What do you got coming up this week, Michael? This week, we're going to continue our look at Disney's um, animated films. And we're going to we're going to look at the Alice comedies and, you know, how Walt always said, you know, never let us forget that. Let us always remember one thing. It always it all started with a mouse. Well, it actually started with a little girl named Alice. Mm -hmm. And we're going to take a look at her and that um, series of films this week on Connecting with Walt. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see what else I need to mention. Southwest Disney. It is coming fast, uh, February 10th, 11th, and 12th in Anaheim. Uh, get together with the, uh, Dizzers, meet some of the podcast team, and raise money for Give Kids the World. Uh, links are all over Facebook and on our show notes page. Um, we would love to see a lot of you there. Um, there's also an auction that's, um, go, uh, that's already up. Um, take a look at those items. I know they just added. Uh, more items today, just a few minutes ago. So be sure to take a look for that. Uh, that link is also in the show notes page. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, so you, you're going to want to be there, especially if you're in the Southern California area. Um, any other housekeeping? It is a Not quiet yet. night. No? Yeah, Not quiet I'm, night. I'm, wow. Uh, well, congr- it, congratulations. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, you know, it was last night I saw that the Ringling Brothers announced they're ending their 146-year run. And as someone uh, mentioned on my Facebook page, it means in a couple of generations, children won't understand what Dumbo is all about. Right. Oh, yeah. So so I just thought that was interesting. At some point, children will not, never know what a circus was. Right. There are I hadn't even thought about small, that. There are other small circuses out there, aren't there? Or? I don't know if they, they're ones that have animals. Okay. Okay. Um, congratulations to everyone who ran uh, the Star Wars Half Marathon this weekend. You're, you're I had a lot better. of friends. I've, I've enjoyed you're seeing the be- pictures. You're way, be- <laughs> you're, you're way better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Luella ran. I think I saw a picture of yep. her with yep. with her hair That's up and some Fisher other people. Uh huh. And one of her sons ran too. I oh, really? Okay. Cool. Maybe Derek. The little one. Oh, the little one. Okay. In, oh, in, in nice. the kids races. 
Or in the 5K, maybe? I think so. He was dressed up as, oh gosh, I forget what it was, if it was Iron Man or or hmm. someone from Star Wars. I can't remember. And our friend Kyle and his family went, uh, ran. His uh-huh. daughter also ran. So a lot of friends. I just really love showing, seeing the pictures that they put up on on um, Facebook. And even though it was it was um, at the other park, congratulations to Ryan too, who ran. He's in chat room tonight. Oh yeah, and the, and mm-hmm. the, last week. Mm-hmm. Which marathon? It was just the which were, marathon was that? Just the Disney World. Not yes, just, the Disney but, World know, one. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't really have a name. Yeah. yeah. He'll, uh, he'll tell us. Right. Uh, let's see. What else am I? Let's see. Um, last year I reviewed the Grand Legacy, which is also where the Southwest Dismeet is part of the Southwest Dismeet is. I saw a post on their Facebook that they are eliminating their breakfast room hmm. um, and going to just a sack lunch or a sack breakfast. So if you have a reservation there or looking at a reservation there, double check with them before you book because that kind of affects the value of your stay. Uh, breakfast in a bag is going to have like water, a granola bar, a cheese stick, and fruit, which is way different than scrambled eggs and potatoes. And, you know, so definitely check that out. Um, we didn't, we haven't mentioned it yet. And since Nancy's not here, I'll mention it. Um, they're also celebrating Lunar New Year at Universal Studios Hollywood. And this is the first use of the characters from Kung Fu Panda. Now that, That'll be neat. Now that um, Universal has DreamWorks, so that's going to be kind of kind of fun. Um, okay, let's see. Um, I'm going down my list, making sure I don't miss anything. Uh, all right, we're moving fast. Uh, let's go. Let's talk about the news. Um, I have one be- quick update before. Yeah, go ahead, Mary Jo. I was say before you um, get onto the news, I just want to yeah. give a little bit. More details about the um, Lunar New Year at Universal Studios. Oh, you have it? Okay, good. Yeah, it starts January 21st, goes through February 5th at the Universal Plaza. And then they're going to have Poe and Tigress from Kung Fu Panda. Panda so that's, me. A big op- that's that big open area right there by... Yes, Okay. in front. Yeah. And then they're also going to have Mandarin-speaking Megatron from Transformers. <laughs> uh, Wait, you can take- for real? Yeah, it says yeah. face off with Mandarin speaking Megatron from Transformers. You could take photos with Curious George and Woody Woodpecker that'll both, who will both be dressed in traditional Chinese attire for the, why did I say attire? Attire for the festivities. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to have wishing trees. Oh, they have this at, at California Adventure too. The wishing trees where you write your wishes and then you attach them to the tree. I thought that was really cool. Uh, they say find your zodiac animals to see if your personalities match, and they'll also have food and other activities for the, that um, cultural experience. Very cool. And that's mm-hmm. it's um, nice that they're doing that. All right. Any other housekeeping? No. Good. Okay. Uh, we won't even talk about football anymore. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> following up on a news story from a couple weeks ago, we talked about the sky cabin at Knott's Berry Farm. And all the f- f- live footage that I couldn't watch because it was too scary. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cal OSHA has launched an investigation into the attraction or why it became stuck 96 feet in the air, stranding t- 20 Rick. passengers and one operator, <laughs> requiring a rescue by Orange County Fire Authority firefighters. Um, okay, stop one second. Did you see that the, the fire station 
that's right there behind Knott's Prairie Farm burned down. Yes. I yes. So, I mean, they were out on a call and their station burned down while they were gone. Crazy. That's a bit ironic. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. All right. So I'm sorry. Moving on. Um, the full, inge- full investigation should take two to three months and hopefully reveal the cause of the stoppage. Uh, the report would also will also show if Knotts could have prevented the ride's breakdown. Um, as of now, the uh, Kalosha has not cited the theme park for any wrongdoing, and in t- the interim, Knotts has voluntarily shut down the ride. So, uh, all right, um, let's move on to other news. Let's talk about Mr. Lucas. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, is, that, is this a disappointed sigh, Michael? <clears throat> It is, it is. And and San Francisco blew it, basically. But I will let Tony tell the story. <laughs> okay, I'm sure you'll be able to add. Lucas's personal collection of fine and popular art, including really I'm not gonna read that word. Ephemera? What's that? Well, I don't even know what that word ephemera. means. Ephemera. please explain it to me. It means that just a collection of stuff. Okay, so including a collection <laughs> of stuff related to his Star Wars franchise. Excuse me. We'll feel a futuristic looking new museum planned for Los Angeles's Exposition Park, which beat out a competing design for Treasure Island in San Francisco Bay. The rivalry had pitted the two cities in the competition not only for Lucas's connection collection and the tourism it will bring, but also for the thousands of jobs that Backer said the project will create. Lucas has said he will fund the project to the tune of about one billion dollars. One guy with that much money. Well, Including building costs, his art and an endowment of at least four, his art and an endowment of at least four hundred million dollars. The Lucas Museum will further expand the art museum landscape in Greater Los Angeles, which has become a global hotspot for art production. The Broad Museum opened in late two thousand fifteen in downtown LA, and then there's more, and there's other LA blah blah blah. Basically, it's going in Exposition Park. It feels like. This incredible gift has come home. I always thought Los Angeles was the natural place to spread the vision of George Lucas <laughs> and Melody Hobson to make art and creativity accessible and inspirational to the next generation. Said Mayor Eric Garcetti, said of the filmmaker and his wife, it's a natural place to have this museum, Banner Day for L.A. It's going to be a 275,000 square foot museum. And the mayor says it will lead to tens of thousands of jobs in construction. And he estimated the number of permanent jobs created by the museum at more than a thousand. That seems I, high. I'm, yeah, that's that's it seems high. Um, unless everybody gets their own uh, dossier as they walk in. Yeah. Um, uh, and he claims it's a little ball. I don't think that's estimate, the right word, but okay. I know it isn't. What's the word? <laughs> Dang it! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just today as Tony goes back to school. I've got one word I didn't know, and then a second one that I just messed around. Okay, people will visit from around the world. See, because this is where yeah, my... That's good, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, thank you. To see the original Darth Vadre, oh, Darth Vader mask and Norman Rockwell paintings, he said. And I'm going to stop reading before I yeah. make butcher anything else. It is 11 o'clock on the east, 10 o'clock on the east coast. Now, where, where, you, where, the, where, where, where are you at today? I'm in, La- I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Atlanta. No, another place that's not getting the George Lucas <laughs> Museum to or, bring it all or together. Another, or another football team. No, yeah. So, there you go. Go ahead, right, Michael. Right, I'm Michael. sure you have something to say. All right. 
Originally, <laughs> this was going to be in the Presidio to where the where Lucasfilms is and also the, the Walt Disney Family Museum. And everyone was all very excited about it. Except for the and, Presidio. Except for the Presidio Trust. Well, originally, though, they, they were very encouraging. And they so George Lucas was working with them and his architects and all that. And they submitted their first design. And the Presidio Trust did not care for it because it was, it was going to be right on the water, very highly visible. Um, and so they, they resubmitted other plans based on the suggestions of the Presidio Trust and their objections and things like that. And then um, it, it really went down to the wire and the Presidio Trust said, um, no, that we don't want, we don't like those plans either. And at that point, George Lucas, because he'd already spent quite a bit of money on right. these plans, threw up his hands. And then they said, oh, no, 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 take this plot of land over here. And they offered him another site on the Presidio and it, it wasn't going to meet, it, it was a significantly smaller plot of land and, and all of that. But it would have meant going back to the drawing board with the design and everything. And then he said no. And then um, the mayor of San Francisco offered another plot of land, not terribly far from Pac Bell Park or AT&T Park, where mm -hmm. the San Francisco Giants play. Not a desirable spot. Um, it was on landfill. It was on the waterfront. Uh, it would have been near mass transit, but uh, just wasn't what. George, by this time, George Lucas was done with the city, mm. so he decided to go to Chicago. So um, because that's where his wife is from, and Chicago was thrilled. Uh, another very um, modern design was created. You know, they have that beautiful lakefront there with different museums, the Feld Museum, all that is there. Well, they decided to build it there. Well, Chicagoans are very protective of their lakefront. And this was going to be plopped down um, where there, there's some parking. There was a question of just how much the city was sort of giving Lucas and funds and um, people objected to it. And this whole Stop Lucas, the Stop the Lucas Museum sort of um, movement began. And they just fought that museum every step of the way wow. to where George Lucas finally said, fine, he was done with Chicago. <laughs> and uh, Poor George. And all that. Well, yeah, and, and there was even, there was a question of if there would be suitable parking and, and all that for it. They didn't like something so ultra modern being right there. It didn't fit in with the architecture, even though, um, Chicago is known for, you know, its unique architecture and has actually city ordinances about how buildings have to have unique architecture. And, and so they don't have, you know, drab skylines, all tall square buildings and stuff. And, uh, and so, he then went back with other plans. By this time, San Francisco was willing to have him back. And they offered <laughs> him a spot on Treasure Island in the middle of San Francisco uh -huh. Bay. And which the city had been tr is trying. That, that was a former Navy base. The city's been trying to develop it with, with very little success. Uh, except there, there is housing on there. But they've been trying to attract um, other things there. And so they thought, oh, this is perfect. And but then, but Lucas also had a proposal for Los Angeles at Exposition Park, and 
San Francisco is just a little slow sometimes. Anyway, it went back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, and so, you know, George Lucas finally, you know, um, selected Los Angeles Exposition Park, which was too bad because being in San Francisco on Treasure Island, they were going to build, you know, you would have gotten there by either the bridge San Francisco Oakland Bay Bridge, or they were going to build a ferry boat terminal right next to the museum so that you could have gotten to so it that, that way. So that's the one that's in the and, middle of the bridge, right? That right, one? exactly. Okay. Okay. The, the, the Bay Bridge goes right through it. Okay. And also, 1939 Golden Gate Exposition was also there. Uh, the, and also, um, it, th- that, what would have been nice is all the free publicity that that museum would have gotten just by any sports, you know, sports team. Anytime there was anything televised in the city, there would have been a, there's always a flyover of the Golden Gate and the Bay Bridge uh-huh. with the skyline of the city. You know, with that unique architecture of the museum, that would have been on there on TV. I mean, I think it would have gotten a tremendous amount of attention. Um, had it been on Treasure Island in San Francisco. So it's a real loss for the city, and I think it's a real gain for Los Angeles. So it's definitely a museum I would want to see. It's going to be very eclectic because mm-hmm. um, George Lucas had eclectic tastes in what he collected. So it's not just a Star Wars museum. And, I saw, and that's what the I saw, people I saw in that, Chicago didn't understand. I saw the headline of they, one article that called his art museum basically crap, or his art, the, his collection crap. Well, you know, but he, ha- he has original Norman Rockwells, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he does have things from his films. He has an extensive animation collection. Uh, it, it, he just has all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. And so it would be a very interesting it's, museum. I think it would appeal to people with different tastes. The curator, whoever d- runs the museum, is going to, I think I read, what, 10,000 pieces? It's That's, huge. Yeah, it's going to be hard to select. Yeah. And he, well, which is nice because then I would imagine it means they'll be rotating yeah. um, exhibitions and galleries yeah. and all that. And the thing is, he's willing to pay for it himself. Right. So, you know, I mean, what, you know, what city wouldn't want that? Well, I can think of a couple. San Francisco, uh, <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but, you know, although Chicago did make, I mean, I'm sorry, San Francisco did make more of an effort. Yeah. The second time Treasure around. Island site. Uh-huh. Yeah. The second time around. So that's the saga of the, the, <laughs> the Lucas. Lucas. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. All right. All right. Give us a hint at our next segment, Tony. Oh, yes. There's something, this thing, this guy named Max is. Yes. So wait, so the goof. Okay. So what I figured out so goof, far that's, it's, it's is that from Goofy's nephew is going to become really important Sun in Disneyland, California, whatever, yeah. whatever he is, because Max pass. Is coming to Disneyland oh, Resort. That's. I thought it was maxi pads. I thought they were sponsoring something. Well, possibly. <laughs> um, so later this year, Disneyland is going to launch Disney Max Pass, which rolls right off the tongue, which will allow guests to maximize, hence Max Pass, uh-huh. their experience by providing unlimited downloads of their high-resolution PhotoPass images. And by enabling the convenience of mobile booking and redemption of Disney FastPass return times, all by using the Disneyland app. Disney Max Pass will be available for an introductory price of $10 a day. Disneyland Resort annual pass holders also will have the opportunity to purchase Disney Max Pass 
on a daily or yearly basis. And we will leave it at that because we're going to discuss it in its own show, correct, Tom? We are, yes, because I, I think there is way more to discuss than we have time for at this point. So um, hold all your questions till the end, please. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the news. Let's move on to rapid fire. I will go first. Um, and so we're charging extra for Max Pass, but we're giving Southern California <laughs> residents a discount. Um, now through May 22nd, 2017, Southern California residents can purchase a three-day one-park ticket for only $150. A regular price on that, folks, is $255 so for adults. Um, you can also get a three, or you can get a three-day park hopper for only $189, regular price of $295. Uh, each ticket includes one magic morning. So you can go to Disneyland early on a Tuesday, Thursday, or Saturday if you are in the area. Um, tickets are valid uh, through uh, May 25th, except for blockout dates of April 8th to April 23rd. So, Which they probably must really be down. Yeah, I'm sure, right? Yes. Yeah. Not, not according to pictures I saw today of the um, Mickey and Friends uh, back check area that was packed wall-to-wall people so well but this is an anom- anomaly i think because yeah, of the marathon yeah. so it, well it's it's uh, uh, mary jo and i were chatting about it earlier it's a, another combination just like veterans day a combination of a holiday weekend and a marathon yeah so all right uh mary jo go ahead and go next well after the success that disney uh, Disney's California Adventure had last year. We're getting a repeat of the California Adventure Food and Wine Festival this year, Woo-hoo. beginning March 10th through April 16th. So I'm really looking forward to this. So those dates have been confirmed. Um, nothing has, actually, no details have come out, but if you go to the DIS, the WDW info site, you can look and see what was included last year for 2016. Um, the celebrity chefs that have been scheduled so far are Guy Fieri, Jamie Dean, Robert Irvine, Duff Goldman, Emily Ellen, and Keegan Garhard. Nancy would be all over this. She would know all of these names and what they do and everything. Of, I know most of the names, but they're just they're they're just really good. At, what I like about the food and wine is I just know Guy Fieri, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do know that the food was really good. And one of the things that I like is how it. Um, celebrates the variety of food that we have in California and the California wines also. And I think all of us went to it last year, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, I, what did you guys think of it? I Pause. It was terrific. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it. It was, yeah, it was good. Um, the, the problem is they, they tried to kind of recreate it with, with the festival of holidays and jacked up the prices and made the portion smaller. So I'm hoping they don't take that and roll it over to food and wine. I agree with you. I, I think that I hope that they learned that that's not going to be successful. Yeah, they didn't have any lines at all at festival holidays. So. No. And and what I liked of the food and wine is you got decent portions and the food was was really good. Yeah. And I'm I'm. I really hope it doesn't follow what festivals of the holiday did with, um, with their, with the, with the booths and the portions that they gave. Now I loved festival of holidays, but. 
Yeah. That I, was, the booths didn't do so well. No. I that, And that part of it I really wasn't impressed with, but that's for another discussion, I think. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just... Right. I, I'll just... Do you, I know the menu was significantly different as well. Do you think that had anything to do with it? It seemed a bit more um, exotic. It was, yeah. Than yeah. food and wine. Yeah. I, and but I, I think it, if you were... If, I think if they had decent prices, Michael, people would have gone to it. I, I don't think that they really advertised it as well as they did food and wine. Um, and also, for instance, they had a cheese ball for $15. Oh a cheese gosh, ball. How big was this ball? Ooh. How many did it serve? Well, it and I don't base, even... Baseball size, I think. It was small. Hmm. And and do you get crackers? With it? You know, it's just it stuff like that. And then the, the food that you got, like I said, were just small portions of it. And I don't think that um, it was as good quality, perhaps, as you get for it with the California food. So, still looking forward to it, though. So, oh, I'm looking forward to it. The yeah. the I think that the spring food and wine is great, and then they're going to have the the boysenberry festival at Knott's Berry Farm also. Uh-huh. Right. So, the the thing I spring, missed springtime from, will be yummy. from this time around is when when they had the food and wine before they had a lot of free seminars with celebrity chefs, and they didn't this time. It was all you had to pay for them all. Um, I didn't have to pay for the one that I went to. I went to the one, you know, where the high schools typically play. Right. That we that we a, were able to go to. We didn't have to a, pay to go to that. Is that a celebrity though? Oh, celebrity. Yeah, those are kind of expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And and what they did the first time around also is you were able to taste the food. And this the one that I went to, we couldn't to taste. taste. Yeah. Yeah. There's no tasting. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Very cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. Michael. Well, after you go to Food and Wine Festival, mm-hmm. you can come <laughs> back, and all the discerning ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. you can come to Dapper Days, at, and which is at Disneyland on April 22nd and 23rd. And this, of course, is when folks dress up. They dress their best while visiting both the Disneyland Resort and Disney California Adventure, and with all kinds of other elegantly dressed guests um basically this har- what they try to do is harken back to the days of the early years of disneyland when you know folks dressed up to go to the park because it was a it was a special occasion in those days to go to the park because you maybe only went once a year or maybe once every couple of years or they like to dress in maybe um 40s style fashion or even earlier but you you get dressed up in your best duds and just go, um, you know, strutting down Main Street. So they will again this year have their um, Disneyland at the Disneyland Hotel. They will have the uh, Dapper Day Expo on both days. And that is a large marketplace featuring, um, they say, everything for stylish, sophisticated living from vintage and contemporary clothing and accessories to bath and beauty products and beyond. They also are going to have some new Dapper Day merchandise there, which will be exclusively at the expo. Everything from little lapel pins and, um, you know, pocket handkerchiefs to parasols and you name it. 
There also, if you're going to go, there are special hotel rates available. Uh, Disneyland Hotel, you can book for $249 a night. And at Disney's Grand California Resort and Spa, um, for $289 a night. And you can book that on their, um, web, through their website and find out more information about that. Find out more information about Dapper Days. There'll be more information coming out as you get closer to the event. Uh, um, also, they do have special gatherings during the event, photo opportunities. In the past, it was like everybody riding the Mark Twain together. I, I don't think they'll be doing that nope. this time around. Uh, so they'll, I'm sure they'll substitute that for something else. And they, anyway, so, uh, so just, uh, we will have a link to their website in our show notes. You can find out more information, find out information about park tickets, uh, um, for that event if you don't already own an annual pass. Also, um, you'll also have the links to, um, booking, um, your hotel at their group rates. And, you know, look, we'll, I'm sure some of us from the Disneyland team will be there in our, our Sunday best. There you go. So we'll look forward to seeing you there at Dapper Days, April 22nd and 23rd at Disneyland. And I think there was a little confusion between the Dapper people and the Goth people last year because they scheduled Bat Stay on the same day. And I just, yeah. I just double checked and it is not on the same day this year. So I'll have, I'll have that information next week. Uh, Bat's Day is going to be uh, May 5th. So it's going to be that's that. another so that's fun you, day. So, so that's when you bring your baseball bat. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Wrapped with um, barbed wire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> before we get to. Get to Tony in the chat room. They're talking about Beauty and the Beast. Is any who's excited about the live action Beauty and the Beast? It looks pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I won't say excited, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. I, I um, think it's going to be good. I I love that mu- movie. I love the music. I love the stage version. And leave all was- that behind. I was excited to hear that they were making the live action. And as more and more trailers come out, I get less and less excited. Um, I, she can't sing. I'm sorry, but she can't sing. I, I have to agree. When I heard her voice, I thought, oh, a little weak. Mm-hmm. So, that's so it's no opinion. Paige O'Hara. Is that that's what you're just, saying? It's no Susan Egan now. No, visually it looked beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and that could be that I'm seeing it on my little, my little, you know, computer screen, and then when they pipe it into the theater in six channels surround sound, it may sound magical. But that's just me. All right, Tony. All right. Even though you can't see the Shamu show, if you're a teacher. For the school year, I mean, not for the school year, for the calendar year of 2017, you can get the 2017 Teacher Fun Card for free. It's offering a complimentary, as they've done in the past, Teacher Fun Card plus two free single-day tickets to all active and certified K-12 California and Arizona credentialed teachers. It's valid for unlimited admission to SeaWorld San Diego through December 30th, 2017. If you are a private school teacher, you must provide the following items to the tickets and reservation counter at the front gate. In order to receive your fun card, a letter from your principal on official school letterhead stating that you are a teacher. 
the California Arizona picture ID and a current pay stub. And then they'll verify. And then there's an online um, way to do it if you're a credential <clears throat> teacher. But in addition to that, which I think is actually a smart way to go in terms of getting people to come, SeaWorld San Diego has just announced the other amazing deal, preschoolers. The San Diego Sea San Diego SeaWorld Preschool Pass is now available for the price of $10. It allows kids aged three to five living in San Diego and Orange Counties to have unlimited access to the park through December 31st, 2017. To be eligible, parents must register their preschoolers on the link on the website by March 17th and bring confirmation of registration along with the child's ID. What three-year-old's got us? I got an ID. <laughs> I guess your birth certificate, whatever. Um, so <laughs> anyways, yeah, exactly. Yeah. For his big wheel. But I think I'm surprised. I think they should have actually done it all the way up to LA because I think you might have people doing it just because it's free. So I think that's an interesting way to go. Are most preschoolers free already, or what? Was obviously not. I'm guessing two because <laughs> yeah. it's three to five. So that's true. You're right. Okay. So there you go. Interesting. There you go. Yes. Oh, thank you, Tony. All right. So now, since we didn't discuss Max Pass, Max Pass the now I'm going to say it wrong. Thank you, Michael. Um, <laughs> My job here is done yes. tonight, folks. <laughs> All right. For those of you listening live, just stick around. We'll talk about Max Pass. <laughs> You're going to have to say that very slowly. Uh, I am. That's going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.